Blog Talk Radio. Show. 
and we've got some difficulties right here, but it's uh it's gonna work out. All right, so uh let's see. Let's see what we have here. All right, folks, we're having a little bit of difficulty here, but it's going to clear up any second now. Hold on. Okay, so I'm going to have to take some measures here. Let me see if I can. All right, Monique, if you can hear me, I think I'm going to have to cut you off and see if I can call you. Let me go ahead and do that. And I hate to do that unless I have to, but I've got to do it. So that'll take me a second to go ahead and uh, and do that. All right, we begin again. Hi, so you Hi. reached the mailbox of Monica Melaria. I'm sorry I couldn't get to the phone. So just leave your name, a number, and a full description for the purpose of your call. That All way right, this, that's not what we need. Okay, so we will be patient here. Hold on a second. And while we're waiting for her to dial back in, what we will do is to Sir Anthony Hopkins... Fantastic letter that he wrote about Breaking Bad, and I think one of the most uh, impressive things he said was that basically that uh, it basically just praised the entire cast, and it's just one of the most fantastic shows ever. And let me see if I can uh, bring Monique in. And sorry for the delay, folks. Hello, Monique. How are you? Good, and yourself? Fantastic. How are things out there in Albuquerque? Oh, it's been great. I mean, there's so much work that's coming in. It's it's awesome. There's a new TV series called Killer Women that's coming through, so we're seeing tons and tons of work for a lot of the female actors that are here, so it's really nice to see that there's a lot of stuff that's coming in and something new. Yeah, what's uh, Killer Women about? Killer Women is about um, a Texas ranger. Its main character is a female. And uh-huh. pretty much she goes after these women who are killing off their husbands or hiring people to kill off people they don't like. So it really huh. is women that are killers, technically. But um, a lot of great roles, different personalities. And one of the parts that they were casting was having to shave their eyebrows and hair on camera. So I can't wait to see one of those episodes to, to see the person that actually agreed to it. Yeah, who's the uh, the creator? The creator of Killer Women? You know what yeah, the creator, that? director. Yeah. Uh... The, well, the directors change continuously because every single episode is directed by somebody new. What uh, network is it going to be on? ABC. Oh, fantastic. That's fantastic. Yep, yep. Yeah, so, so really uh, who do you think you'll be playing? Who I'll be playing? Oh, I have no idea. They've actually been having me audition, I think, like once every week for different roles that are coming in. And there's been a huge range of different characters. So 
I don't know. I'm kind of just, I think I've read, all the ones that I've read for him, like, these are cool parts, but I, I actually haven't even seen one that I think really fits me, so I'm hoping that the one I land will be the one that I think really fits me as a person. So now what's going on with New Mexico? Is it something going on with uh, tax incentives? Is it the, the success of Breaking Bad? Is I mean, what's why is it popping off right now? Well, I mean, in truth, the film industry honestly came here a while back ago. And then it fell out once Susana Martinez had gotten in because she didn't really understand the benefits that were coming in from the film industry. And it took her until Breaking Bad, I think, to really understand that um, things aren't always paper-oriented. Like when, when actors come in, they're getting per diem and they're buying souvenirs and they're visiting the mom-and-pop shops and, you know, they're buying at our stores. And, you know, a lot of the businesses that are here are investing their time into into these productions, you know, that's how they're bringing in money. So whenever all of the films had disappeared for a second there, um, a lot of mom-and-pop shops were going down. A lot of things were suffering. So, um, yeah, so the tax incentives went back up, and now that's why all of a sudden Killer Women was actually not supposed to be shot in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It was actually supposed to be shot in Texas. So they changed their mind and, and moved it. Yeah, that's that's good for you. It gives a lot of people some work in uh, right there in New Mexico. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So talk about uh, Carl Franklin. I know he's a great director. He directed you in a film called uh, Bless Me Ultima. How was that? Oh, absolutely. Carl Franklin is an amazing, amazing person. So humble, so down to earth. He definitely had a vision of what he wanted. He knew exactly what he needed. Um the cast that he got together was just, God, it, it was just like everybody, I want to say the word vibing, like everybody just had a good um, mix going on, like everybody just connected in a way that's unbelievable. And um, the, the young boy that they had cast for the main character, he's just, he is such a cute kid and he was so excited and he's had so much success because of this movie. You know, I don't know if Carl Franklin knows how many like doors that he opened for so many of us um that was actually one of the first films that i had been cast for and and became sag eligible for so mm. crazy to see how long it takes I, I did that film in october of 2010 and it just came out for release now yeah it takes a while for it to come out mm-hmm. how can we find it oh pretty much anywhere um local Walmarts, any stores that really sell movies, or you can just Google it. Just type in um, Bless Me Ultima, you know, order it from Amazon. It's, for a cultural film, it's an awesome, awesome movie. It, not boring, should I say. Definitely gives new perspective. Huh. Who did I, you I play music. in? Is that just your background music music? Or? This is background. Um, who did oh, you okay. play in 10 years? Tenure, I played the character Amy Lee. Okay. And uh, yeah, when did that so come I, out? Oh, that one came out probably about, I guess, almost a year ago. That one you can also find at pretty much anywhere where DVDs are sold. Um, just type, or Google it again. You can buy it on Amazon. Um, Ten Years was a great movie in the sense that they didn't really have like a full script. Um, it was pretty much just an outline, 
and they got all these amazing actors and put them in, and they were like, okay, pretty much do your thing. So every single shot that we took was improv. A lot of it was improv. So hmm. I think the the editor that was on, he took a vacation right before because he knew he was going to have so many issues with continuity. I mean, there was nothing that was the same, not dialogue, not movement, not anything. Um, so in truth, like, we didn't even know what it was really going to come out like. So when we were shooting it, honestly, we all thought it was going to be a crazy comedy. I mean, because there was just jokes all over the place. But yeah. I think um, the easiest way for them to probably edit it, edit it was to focus um, more on the drama of it. So they turned it more into a drama than anything else. So I was part of the group with Anthony Mackie. And, um, I mean, Anthony Mackie is like a young um, Eddie Murphy. I mean, he just cracks jokes nonstop the whole time through. And so it was a great experience all the way around. And um, they didn't really finish up on his story. You would have to watch the deleted scenes to actually see, like, how his story ends up. Ends up. So... That's how we know they ended up just focusing it on on one thing and pulling it all together that way. Okay, so I want you to walk me through the process of how you read for your role in Breaking Bad. Oh, that was an awesome, awesome experience in the sense that I, initially I got called for obviously for the audition for my agent, and um, initially the title for it was just waitress. And Brian Cranston, or Walter White's name, wasn't Walter White in the script, so I actually didn't know initially that it was going to be him that I was talking to. Um, so I was like, okay, like, this is cool. Like, this is a good scene. Like, there's at least three pages worth of dialogue here. That's awesome. So I went in for the audition, and there was probably, like, oh, my God, like, 15 to 20 of us, all, all ranging, I mean, all different heights, all different colors, all different looks. I mean, it was just crazy to see that they really were just seeing who they thought would fit the part better. So I went in, and initially they told me, they're like, okay, we want you to smile the whole way through. And I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> I don't know, any waitress that smiles all the way through, but that that's cool. I'll smile all the way through. So I did. I smiled all the way through. And they were like, all right, great, awesome. So they sent me away. And, uh, about, gosh, a week and a half later, I get a call back, and they're like, okay, we want to call you back in. So I go in for the audition, and again, I'm seeing like now 10 to 15 other girls, all ethnically mixed, all different sizes, shapes, looks, everything, you know, and so I'm like, wow, like I don't recognize like anybody. There's a lot of new faces here too. So I go in, and they're like, well, we kind of gave you the wrong direction. Like we want you to be friendly, but not hitting on him, but like kind of like a, like, a fatherly kind of figure, but we want you to be conversational. And I was like, oh, like how I normally am. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, yeah, okay. So um, anyways, I had auditioned again, and they were like, okay, great, you know, see you later. I left. Then all of a sudden I get a third call back, and usually that's pretty rare. Like usually there's like one call back and, you know, done. So I get called in for a third time. And I go in there, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to land this. That way you guys don't have to call me back in again. And they laugh at me, you know. And um, they're like, okay, well, this time what we want to see is that you're able to move and still be able to say your lines without, you know, fumbling. So here's a chair, and we want you to pretend that you're, wash, like, washing a six-top table and while you're having this conversation. So I was like, all right, so... 
with a chair, I had to pretend that it was a six-top table that I was, like, clearing off while I was saying my, my lines and stuff like that. So it's always one of those things where you're like, I hope that looked a lot better than what it felt. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had done that, and, God, it wasn't – I felt like it took, like, another two weeks. And then all of a sudden I get a call, and they're like, all right, you've been cast. You're on tomorrow. And I was like, what? I was like, great. Like, I was excited, but it was crazy to see that they literally had gotten a hold of me to tell me that I was cast, like, a day before, you know, I actually had to go on. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, So anyways, I go in. They give me the uniform. Well, on my door, I saw that they, instead of waitress, they titled me cute waitress. And I was like, well, that's cool. At least it's better than just waitress. That's awesome. (laughs) So I walk in. I walk in, and I put on the uniform, and they give me a name tag that they found, and the name says Lucy on the name tag. And initially, I looked at it, and I was like, yep, because I look like a Lucy. So, like, I put it on, and I was like, this is so cool. Like, it, I mean, I, the whole getup was just awesome. Um, go in. We're setting up. Brian Cranston's there, and he's an amazing person to work with. Like, you can see that he's focused when he needs to be, but he definitely has an air to him that's relaxed. Like, he can have a good time. He can joke. He can be himself. And he's also aware of his surroundings. So, you know, he's, he's kind of like, even though he wasn't directing that episode, he's also taking a look. And if he sees that there needs to be something done, like, he'll step in and be like, hey, like, what do you guys think about this? Or we need this going on. So, um, anyways, number one rule with acting is you don't stop until they say cut. So at one point, you know, he ends up getting up and leaving because he's heading towards the bathroom, and they hadn't called cut yet. So the lady had come come over and sat in front of me, and I told her, hi, I'm Lucy, I'll be your server for today. Well, that wasn't part of the dialogue. That was me mm. improving as, as the character. So I didn't think anything of it. Like, we had done it. You know, they had done all the scene shots or whatever. One, It was just one full day's worth of work. Um then all of a sudden when it came out, I realized that they, they kept the improv in there. They kept it. And then I ended up seeing that on my IMDb, instead of calling me cute waitress, they actually gave me the name Lucy. So mm. I was beyond, beyond ecstatic. Like, I, I couldn't believe that I was able to be cast for that part. I was, I was stoked. Well, it took me until the actual screening to realize that it was literally the opening scene. Like, I thought yeah. it was just somewhere there i didn't realize it was uh, the flash forward right so a lot of surprises all the way around and there was a lot of um things that were inside the dialogue that were were cues for people to kind of guess what was going to happen so right. it was a great scene i couldn't have asked for a better part yeah i mean it must be exciting to be a part of tv history it's this is amazing right oh it it really is amazing i've been ecstatic for a while now it's just Breaking Bad has definitely influenced a lot of Albuquerque. I mean, we have everything from meth candy to meth donuts to, <laughs> you know, meth parties. I, it's It's been so fun. Meth chocolate. Yeah, I think I've seen pretty much everything. Hmm. Yeah, when, when it came out, did you have like a viewing party or what? Yeah, they ended up having a, a pre-screening. And um, Vince Gilligan was there and... But, you know, everybody was just so complimentive. And actually, uh, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul dressed up as cockroaches, you know, mm. and they showed up to the event dressed as cockroaches. And honestly, none of us really knew what that was going to lead to because we were mm-hmm. barely seeing the episode of the season. But uh-huh. the fact that they were able to come and just be, the, be themselves and have a good time was, was an amazing experience, too. 
Yeah. So, uh, I mean, what reaction have you had from fans? Well, um, initially, when I first came out in that first episode, I had people from Australia that were hitting me up and and just saying, like, gosh, it was so good to see you. Like, um, you know, we hope to see you, like, in other episodes and, you know, just really positive. And it wasn't until then that I realized just how far Breaking Bad had really reached that people from Australia were totally huge fans of it. And I was like, wow. Um, I think, honestly, now that the season is over, I'm probably getting, or not even the season, now now the whole thing is over, um, now I'm getting more recognition than I did in the beginning. Um, where, in fact, this, this Monday, um, the city of Albuquerque is actually awarding all of us that, that were able to be a part of the cast um, an award to just acknowledge the fact that Breaking Bad has influenced so many of us and given so many of us opportunities that we wouldn't have had had it not been for them. Yeah, I mean, that, that, a show like that is really a big impact. I mean, I know out here in the East Coast you have shows like uh, House of Cards and Veep, mm-hmm. and before that The Wire, and uh, it really gives a lot of local actors a lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So, now, let me change the dynamics of the conversation a little bit. Um, what do you think is your preference, uh, work in film or TV? Mm, I, well, I mean, they both have their, their upsides and, and downsides. I, I guess um, I, I actually have a lot of favorite TV shows that I like. Um, Fringe, Bones, um, a new one that just came out that I'm in love with is Orange is the New Black, um, and that's actually a, a Netflix um, series. Are you have you heard of it before? I've heard of it. Yeah, I was I have it in my queue. I was uh, planning uh, to actually watch it. Yeah, it, it def it. I don't know. It made me laugh nonstop. I, I think like even my best friend that lives with me, she can watch like episodes over and over because each part it's just so funny like you're watching it going like oh my god like I'm sure this happens um but anyways there are a lot of tv shows that I really do like um Lost Girls um so whenever I'm watching those ones and I really connect with them like I think being a part of a tv show that's like that is amazing you know it would be an amazing experience and I would love to be part of it um and even like Breaking Bad, like I am so excited that I was able to be a part of it because it's such a great show all the way around. You know, the, the acting was incredible. The writing was incredible. You know, the whole team that put it together is just amazing. Um, but what I do like about film is that um, each project is unique on its own. There's not one project that you get on that's the same. And mm. it is the shorter span of time. So... You get to see it differently, you know. It's it's um it, it comes out and either it makes it or it doesn't, but um it's its own piece of work. It's not just like a long, long like episode where year after year, you know, you kind of get lost in the mix. Right. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, um, who was the director of that particular episode, uh, "Live Free or Die"? Let's see. We can just look on IMDb for that. <laughs> IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I I can never say his name right, so I'd rather IMDb. 
Uh, let's see. Actually, I should just Google myself. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, it was uh, another funny thing my mom had told me. She's like, I Googled you. I was like, you Googled me, Mom? She's yeah. like, yep, I Googled you. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, what did you find? She's like, have you ever heard of WikiFeet? And I was like, what? She's like, WikiFeet. And I was like, I, have, I, don't, I don't know what that is. She's like, somebody has gotten all your photos. And if yeah. your feet are showing, there's pictures of your feet on there. And I was like, no. And oh, I, and I was wow. like, are you kidding me? She's like, yeah, and they're raiding your feet. And I'm like, that's, that's horrible. I'm like, no. So, like, I mean, I, of course, had to look it up. And I was like, you know, you get people that are like, no, ugly feet or very beautiful feet. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is awful. And I'm like, kind of hurts my ego a little bit. Well, while you're looking that up, let me, um, what have you heard about that show? There's a spinoff to Breaking Bad. Uh, I think you're going to call it Better Call Saul. Have you heard anything about that? We have, I haven't heard too, too much about it. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of, you know, talk about there being, you know, other, other shows that are going to be kind of spinoffs. So I'm really curious as to how they're going to go about it and who they're going to bring back in or if it's just going to be, you know, I guess we can never really tell, like, how it's going to go. So, yeah. Hmm. Yep. Okay, so now we're getting down to about, uh, I guess, uh, about two or three minutes here. So okay. let's talk about a little bit about, I know that um, you've done some modeling in the past. Uh, how did you get into that? Look. Um, people that, that just, I, you know, I've never been the type to be like, you know, I want to be a model. I love to create. I really do. And if there's any way that I can create, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing. But for the, the opportunities that I've had to model, really it's been people that have seen me and they're like, you match the look that I'm going for. Like, would you please model for me? Mm-hmm. Um, so the lady that I, I'm on the cover of a novel called 7.8, and the lady that wrote it, her name is Mary Harbin, and she's from the UK. And she had actually found me on Facebook, of all places. And she's like, mm. you are exactly what I envision when I'm, like, thinking of the characters that I've, that I've written. She's like, would you please model for me? And I was like, of course. So she hired me and a photographer from here. We did the photo shoot, and those photos were sent to a guy in Thailand, and the guy in Thailand is actually the one that put the the whole thing together for her. Mm. So it's crazy that that now with the Internet, um, there are no limits. Like, you don't really have to be just in one location. Like, you pretty much have accessibility to get yourself out there to be seen by other people without having to drive miles and miles away, you know, from your home. Mm. Um. To backtrack a little bit, the director for Live For Your Die is Michael Slavis. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I was, because uh, I wouldn't, uh, I hadn't done my homework on that to know exactly who it was. Because sometimes, some, sometimes uh, some of the stars of the show actually step in and direct. So that's why I asked you that question. So, yeah, um, the- go ahead. No, I, I finished my sentence. What do you think? Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, and then uh, what I was going to say was uh, a show like that, Breaking Bad, it seems like it would have actually increased the number of offers you've gotten. Have you gotten any exotic 
offers to do any uh, anything interesting? Any interesting mm-hmm. roles? Actually, no. At this this current moment, I haven't gotten people that have been like like you were. You opened. You closed Breaking Bad. You know, we want to have you on the show. Nothing like that. Nothing um, so far has come my way way in that area. Um, pretty much, it's just been just recognition in general that, that I'm just somebody new that, that was able to be on there in, in the show that's this great. That's so great. We shall see. Okay. So we're coming up on uh, about 45 seconds left. So uh, quickly, uh, put out there any projects you got coming up and uh, how fans can uh, keep up with your career. All right, so um, if people want to keep an eye on me, um, definitely get on Facebook. I have a fan page, Monica Nalaria, um, M-O-N-I-Q-U-E, and then my last name is C-A-N-D-E-L-A-R-I-A. That is where I post everything that I'm doing entertainment-wise, from the small independent films to modeling gigs to um, my singing performances that I do here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I also have another page called Melange, a.k.a. Hot Chick and Bald Guy. <laughs> and that's a duo that I'm super. <laughs> yeah, so I sing, and uh, my guitarist, um, he's he's a bald man, and, and the people that had come to watch us, they forgot what our name was. So they called the, the place that we perform, and they're like, okay, there's this really pretty girl that sings, and there's this bald guy that's right next to her. And even though they meant no harm by it, all of the people that know him from there just gave him so much hell for it. So it literally stuck. So Melange, a.k.a. Hello, you still there? Yep, I'm still there. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Oh, it's okay, saying? but yeah, so those two are the definite best ways to reach me and, and see the works that I'm doing and keep up with that. Okay. Hey, well, you've been a fantastic guest. Uh, thank you for coming on the show, and just uh, I, I wish you much success. Thank you. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful evening. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Okay. Have a great week. All right. Bye-bye. And let me leave you with this quote from uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 7. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. Good night. <laughs>